We're going to have to get some like accordion music to play us in or something. <laughs> but, yeah. Yes. Yeah, hello and welcome to the uh, Time Trial Murder Mystery Pre Little Liars podcast. I'm mm-hmm. Benjamin Light. Marcus Sparks. And uh, if you want to listen to our main podcast, you know we're big fans of the show. We've been threatening to do a, a separate podcast for PLL for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it got to the point where we felt we kind of had to. So critical uh, mass, yeah, critical mass. <laughs> All of the zero people who uh, requested it will be very happy. JJ, I don't think even he wants it, but yeah, <laughs> he doesn't want it, but he needs it. Yeah, that's the business we're in. So yeah, well, we're gonna be doing. Uh, I don't know how often we'll do this. Probably about once a week, maybe more often. Who knows? Uh, one episode at a time. Uh, if you're worried about spoilers, we're going to kind of treat each episode as though we're watching it for the first time, even though obviously we've watched some of these already. Um, so we're just kind of take each one episode of the show, one episode of the podcast. And 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 quick bona fides. Um, I've been mostly watching the show since the beginning. Um, I've missed huge chunks like season one, parts of season two. But I think I've seen pretty much all of season three and season four up to now. We we just left off at the season four mid season finale, in the real world here, but uh, you've seen every episode in a, in a binge watching session at least twice for the most part. Uh, not quite. I haven't rewatched a lot of season three and four, but um, I've definitely seen all the first two seasons twice. So um, a lot of this stuff will be either stuff that I I haven't seen in a while or just episodes that I haven't seen at all. Yeah, but don't worry, we're not going to jump ahead. We're going to kind of yeah, keep it keep it within the episodes we've watched on the podcast so far. Yeah. Um It's one of my favorite tweets. Probably the best tweet I've ever sent out is when I started watching the show. What'd you say? It's watching Pretty Little Liars trying to feel something. Mhm. I watched like 10 episodes of the show before I like was even sure if I liked it or not. Um as you do. It's it's very strange to rewatch the pilot because i i remember watching this the first time and being like eh you know like mm-hmm. i don't hate this like it's ridiculous it's a teen show I'll, I'll watch a second episode but like going back and watching it now there's so many just like juicy things like just in retrospect um yeah. which we're going to get into here yeah so if you for some reason are watching this and you never watch pll i, I don't know why you would the episode <laughs> i don't know why you would be listening to this but um Essentially, it's about a group of teenage girls. Initially, there are five of them. Uh, and Allison is the queen bee of the group. She disappears one Labor Day in the middle of the night. And you kind of see that at the beginning of the episode. And then the story picks up a year later. She's still missing. Uh, all of her friends start getting these kind of semi threatening, like blackmailish texts mm-hmm. signed A, presumably A for Allison. They think she must be back and playing some sort of weird joke on him, but then she turns up, like, they find her body and she's dead, but then they're still getting threatening messages from A. So that's your your basic, you know, quick setup of what the show is. It's kind of this weird, like, Lost meets, like, uh, The Killing meets, like, Twin Peaks uh, meets, like, the OC type of vibe going on. You know? There's, there's a, a little something for everyone, definitely, in this show. There's murder mystery, there's, like, cyberbullying. Um, there's sassy broads being sassy yeah. and fashionable. Yeah. There's flashbacks. The occasional hint of the supernatural, but just a hint, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, in this episode, it starts out with the liars, uh, the liars being uh, Arya uh, played by Lucy Hale, Spencer, played by Torian Belsario, uh, Hannah, played by Ashley Benson, and uh, Emily, played by Shay Mitchell. And then those are the, the main four, the normal four characters on the show. And then Allison, played by Sh- Sasha Pettier, something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, a some, quick word about the four main girls. Mm-hmm. They're fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. They're fantastic. They're just they're just tremendous actresses. Just career making roles here. Very uh, three dimensional. Like they they feel like real people that you could talk to. Not uh, so much in the pilot, but as a show. Not so much in the pilot. Yeah. <laughs> Though I mean, it, this is definitely a pilot where you can see that they're yeah. they're feeling stuff out. Like one one of the things I thought was funny was like whenever they get like a text, it makes sure to put the character's name in the text. Like 
Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't text you and put like Marco colon, you know, yeah. and then like yeah. write out the text. Like obviously, like you know who you are, you know. Um, well, the 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 spoil we're talking about later. The fascinating detail too is it's a pilot. There's a lot of background characters in the pilot who eventually become you know regular recurring characters. All of them are recast. <laughs> Not all of them. For pretty much there's all a couple of tertiaries. Other than the parents and Jenna, like all of them are recast. <laughs> And they do a lot of recasting as the show progresses, too. It's very interesting, but we'll definitely be talking about that. Um, but yeah, so it starts off with that, that Labor Day weekend. And the, the four girls are partying in uh, Spencer's barn. They hear a noise, and eventually it's revealed to be their <laughs> their friend, Allison, the kind of the queen bee. She's Ironic- kind of a bitch like that. Ironically, the actress is the youngest of all of them. She's like 14 or something. They're all in their mm-hmm. 20s. Um but she totally pulls it off. Like, I don't know if I could say she's a good actress, but she nails the role. You know, she definitely captures that sense of mysterious, like juvenile bitch. You can kind of see why why naive girls would be drawn in by her. Mm-hmm. But she definitely comes off as very young, um, and she's got a good, like, uh, enigmatic, like, smile. I think you could say. Yeah, yeah. And it's a it's. Just the right kind of smile that suggests that maybe she knows more, or maybe mm-hmm. she's just scared and trying to put up a front, you know? Yeah, yeah, or she's just pretending, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- it's fascinating, like, Hannah's supposed to be fat in this scene, too. Kind of. I mean, they, they don't Baggy, really... Baggy sweatshirt is not yeah. quite fat, but that's, I, that's Hannah's whole identity. I would creepy. sense... I would sense that when they're filming this, they're like, this is the pilot, we're not going to put a ton of work into, like... You know, having a special fat suit for you or anything. So just yeah. wear some baggy clothes for this scene. Yeah. But that's that's Hannah's identity pre-Allison's disappearance. She's the fat blonde in the group. Mm-hmm. Although she's not very fat, yeah. No. Nah. Uh, Spen- uh, Spencer is the kind of uh, the smart one. I mean, I guess that's like the, the very reductive way of describing her. She's almost like a co-leader she like she challenges allison for like kind of the the leadership role in the group yeah and allison there's pushback on that Mm -hmm. there's definite pushback on that and yeah and spencer has one of the greatest progressions from from where she is to what she can grow into but uh uh it, it will be tricky for us at times to not talk about future stuff because there's so many but we won't we won't, we won't. But there's just so many like wonderful lines that you just want to prescribe so much meaning to. Like the girls, they're high school girls, so they're mm-hmm. drinking. Who knows what they're drinking? But Spencer's like, "Careful, Ari, I drink too much, and you'll tell us all your secrets." <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and then what is the line Allison says? Like they're like, "Did you catch that new Beyonce video?" Which is like such a terrible like let's appeal to yeah. teenagers line. Um, but then Allison's just like, maybe you liked it a little too much, Emily, because it's like, it's implied later in the episode that Emily might be a lesbian, you know? Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, so yeah, and eventually, uh, the girls are drinking and cut to later. They've all passed out apparently, and Aria wakes up, and Spencer and Allison are gone. Spencer returns. Allison's gone. Spencer's looked for her everywhere. She says, I think I heard her scream. Spencer is strangely calm about this. She just yes. kind of wanders in from outside the barn, and she's like, "She's gone." I looked everywhere. I Did you ever watch screen. Twin Peaks? Um, not really. I mean, I not in any way where I was paying attention to it. Okay, I mean, there were moments in Twin Peaks that were generally like chilling. Mm-hmm. Like they were so strange and so creepy and so framed in such a just way that they stuck with you and they messed with you, and especially like late at night if you're home alone and it's dark like you'll be freaked out like you'll be afraid to turn off the lights i hate to say it, but there's moments in pretty little liars <laughs> that echo that uh, oh, yeah which no, will totally yeah. over the course of the show but like it's it's little things like the way spencer is so incredibly still as she walks back into the barn having just looked for allison she can't find her anywhere mm-hmm. well and it's it's an interesting scene because it doesn't in the moment it's kind of like weird and it's like oh i wonder where allison went and and then you cut to a year later and it's like she's still missing mm-hmm. um which would which would be how it would really play out where if somebody goes missing in the moment like unless you saw them get abducted your mind is probably not making it out to be as serious as it ultimately you're going to discover it is you know well at best you have no idea what to think yeah this moment's very strange i don't know 
what how to react. Yeah. You're still thinking, well, I wonder where she went or something, and then it's like to just never see someone again, you know? Yeah, yeah. Especially after a year. And so in that year, uh, the girls have all split up kind of. They've they've drifted apart because they don't really know how to react to this. And uh, Arya's family has been in, is it Norway? Uh, no, Iceland, Reykjavik. Iceland. They've been yeah. in Iceland. The father's been on sabbatical and he took, and took the family with them. And they're just now moving back. It's the start of their junior year. They just moved back to the same house, right? Yeah. Or is it yeah. supposed to be a different house? It's, never it's the same house. It. She's moving back into her bedroom and she talks about when she's unpacking. How does that work? I guess they just rented it for the year, probably. I don't, I yeah, don't know why. Or something. stuff like that interests me. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, I mean, because like, they're seriously unpacking like everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm presuming they rent it because they probably they, put it in storage and yeah. 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 I want to make sure this show holds up, you know? Yeah. But, uh, you find out that it's, you know, strange for Arya to be back in her old room, especially with Allison being gone and she hasn't really been in touch with her friends in this year. And her dad has a secret. Yeah. Some sort of secret that you'll find out later, but she's basically like, don't worry. I haven't told anyone your secret. Yeah. And, and her dad's played by Chad Lowe, so yes, yeah. I was trying to think, like, would he be the evil t- brother to Rob Lowe, or would it be the other way around? Isn't Rob Lowe always the evil brother? You would think, yeah, yeah. So Anoria gives her. Uh, we're going to kind of. I think we'll change the form in the future, but I think we're kind of just going to recap this episode as as we go through it bit by bit, and then and then deter from that because it's a pilot. But uh, so. Arya likes to give her brother a ride to lacrosse. Because um, her brother's in, a lax bro. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be uh, he'll be in lacrosse for a little while and practice for a while. So she decides that she's going to go to the local bar to get food for them. She's 16. Well, she doesn't she doesn't just go to the local bar. She goes to like the college bar. Yeah. Like it's the it's the Hollis Grill. Yeah. Um, Hollis is the local college. I just yeah. want to point out it takes her 45 minutes to get there. If you look at mm-hmm. the clocks in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to play into my theory later about Arya. Nice. Nice. Um. So there she meets a, a a guy named Ezra, who's the only other guy there. Dashing young bar. gentleman, also drinking yeah. at five yes. o'clock. And uh, they proceed to have a meet cute. I like that they they included the shot of him doing that move that uh, if you've gone to bars, you've either done this move or witnessed this move where it's there's one stool in between. And yep. they're like, they find like good way to kind of casually get up and slide the, the drink yep. down over and move over to this the next is, one. This falls just short of the yawn and then like, like arms in the air, yawn and then yeah. drop the arm around the girl. <laughs> but and he's uh, just yeah. like, Oh wow, you write journals. That's so interesting. And because she's Aria, she's like, Of course it is. This guy, yeah. <laughs> obviously, yeah. this guy has no ulterior motive. He's just interested in how like wonderful I am. She yeah she she claims that she writes but it's mostly personal, mm-hmm. and he's really proud of that. I'm really impressed by that. Yeah, they they probably both write feelings journals. Yeah, and then they proceed to straight to making out in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Like she's sitting on the counter, like legs open as they it's make pretty out clean in the bathroom. bathroom. Yeah, P- pretty yeah, clean, yeah. For, pretty clean and pretty big for a bar bathroom. Mm-hmm. It actually has a mirror and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not like broken or anything yeah and then cut to the credit sequence with the song that is very fitting yes uh for the show the line we're not, we're not gonna sing being, it but no we're not gonna sing it because we're heterosexual men don't get don't be mistaken too we're heterosexual men as we talk about this that's why in, this in our so 30s special. yeah yeah <laughs> the original title of this podcast was grown-ass men watching pretty little liars <laughs> but uh the line is two can keep a secret if one of them is dead and it's end, uh it's just, just... yeah it's it, the it's a short credit sequence it's like basically somebody preparing seemingly Allie's body for, and putting it in a coffin and then it's the four liars standing behind the coffin and Arya is the one in the middle the shusher the one who holds up a finger to her, her uh, mouth and shushes mm-hmm. the audience and then we cut to the mall and there's Hannah and Mona and Hannah's Hannah, had quite a transformation in the year Yes, yeah, she's uh, lost all the weight she never really had. Mona's like her little uh, like acolyte, yeah, sidekick. Yeah, Hannah used to be the fat girl in town, and Mona was like the really super nerdy girl, and now they're like the co-queen bees. Or mm-hmm. Hannah's the queen bee, and it seems like Mona's like her little sidekick. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they're just busy shoplifting. Yeah, as you do. 
And then they run into their old nerdy friend, Spencer Hastings. Now, when I saw this both the first time and then rewatching it too, doesn't it seem like they like just got her hair wrong, Spencer's hair? Like she looks too yeah. old. She looks she has like weird mom hair or something in the shot. Like it's she looks both, both her and Arya's hair is very different. Like it's it's very subtle Arya's hair. Yeah. I, it's, I like it. I like Arya's hair in this pilot episode. It's it's kind of hot. But uh yeah, Spencer, oof. No. Yeah, it it took him a couple episodes, not spoiling anything, to just to kind of figure out how to do her hair to make her look like a teenager. Because she was it's, probably like twenty five when they shot this, so it's not like she's really old or anything. They just they her character is she's kind of like the preppy who's uh, she's very studious and smart and a good student, and so they're putting her in these like kind of like power suit things. Yeah. But that with the hair, it just makes her end up looking older than it should, you know. I mean, it's a pilot, so there's a lot of missteps. But one yeah. of them, I think, is that it took me probably half the first season to realize that Spencer's hot. Because <laughs> it seems like she's playing both Spencer and her mom in the same role here, yeah. Uh, I, so, yeah, how does Hannah describe uh, Spencer? Spencer's the kind of girl who's all at the same time she's interning with the mayor she's taking college classes she's remodeling her barn and her leisure moments she facebooks and tweets yeah <laughs> and she has some kind of tension of her sister her sister who's has a new fiance that the family's meeting yeah so yeah. basically that scene ends with uh hannah and mona take off you think she's going to get caught shoplifting sunglasses but then the cop just hands her her purse so they get away yeah um, because she just she I just find it interesting that rosewood Rosewood has a mall. We need to talk about Rosewood later on. Just come kind of the the city itself. That that's the town that they're in. Is the town of yeah, Rosewood? Yeah, I'm I'm absolutely fascinated. I would love to just have them throw out what the population of Rosewood is. I think that would tell you a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Hannah Shoplifts. We cut back to uh, I guess his first day of school. Uh, Arya's dad's now dropping her and the brother off. And, her and her uh, lax bro. Yeah. And Arya is a pretty shrewd, emotional blackmailer when it comes to her dad. She's holding some serious uh, secrets capital in the bank. That has Chad Lowe just feeling very kind of at a loss. Yeah, yeah. He does not know how to respond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but he's doing the creepy thing where he's trying to, like, smooth everything over. And she's like, yeah, I'm not letting, you, let, not letting that one slide, you know? No, no, she's not. Um... Cut to a flashback where we find out what Chad Lowe's secret is. Um, Which was that uh, Arya and uh, Allison, back when Allison was still around, they were walking down the street eating yogurt and Mona. Evading nerdy Mona. Evading Mona back when she was a big nerd. They kind of like ran away from her because they didn't want to like talk to her. And so they, they like cut down like an alley or something. And like there's... Uh, Arya's dad with one of his students making out in the, in, in his he's car. He's a college professor. Yeah, he's a college professor. And can you can we just talk about the pilot? Like, uh, nerdy Mona is kind of hotter than regular Mona. Like yeah, well, Mona? the the kind of Mona the the Mona of the present in this episode. She's all like like a little too much makeup, a little too glammed up. Like her and Hannah both like they're a little too trendy. Put a little yeah. too much effort into the look, you know. Yeah, but like, uh, like I mean, like, like flashback Mona is just like, it's like an eighties like idea, like, yeah. like movie <laughs> franchise idea of what a nerd looks like. It's exactly, incredible. yeah, it's like yeah. a like a sweater and a big skirt and like nerd yeah. nerd glasses, <laughs> big knee high socks and everything. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we get a we get an Aria flashback to her and Allison there, and then we discover that everyone's fallen out of touch since Allison disappeared. Uh, she runs into Emily, Emily, who we haven't really talked about yet. Um, played by Shay Mitchell. She's like the athlete of the group, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Emily kind of like, Emily's the one who kind of like gives Arya the 411 on like what the situation is. Um, Emily's the one who's like, well, Allison's dead, right? And Arya's like, oh yeah, I guess I never really thought of it, but of course she is, you know, like obviously it's she's gone for a year. That, that that's Emily's perspective at the start of the episode. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, to kind of shade them, Spencer's very athletic too, but she's also incredibly smart, good grades, all that stuff. I don't think Emily's supposed to be dumb or anything. But I don't. But she's not Spencer, you know. She's she's like all she has is like her swimming thing. Um, I mean, she's probably smarter than Hannah. No, everyone's smarter than Hannah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so yeah, Emily and, and Arya go to class first period, and there's uh, Hannah and Mona, and Arya is of course shocked by the transformation of Hannah, and then Spencer comes in a moment later, and then comes their new English teacher, Mr. Fitz, who's Mr. the guy Arya was making out with in the bar. Ezra Fitz, of course, should have seen that coming. And then we get our first A text. Uh, mm-hmm. Arya gets a text from uh, the mysterious A saying uh, something about like. I don't remember the text. It's something basically drawing a connection that this A character knows that Arya made out with her teacher and like draws a parallel to how uh, Arya's dad made out with his students as well. The timing is impeccable because Fitz walks in. It happens like immediately after Arya sees who Fitz, Fitz walks in, does that thing where he doesn't even look at the class. He just heads straight for the blackboard, writes his name on the board, turns around, immediately sees Arya and says, oh, crap. Yeah, not sly at all. You know? No, no. Everyone is... It, it's blatantly understood like who he's looking at and, and i don't know how Arya's not haunted by more rumors mm. <laughs> yeah really school year. <laughs> but uh and then i thought it was funny they they changed up fitz's hair after this episode like in this one it's kind of like that unkempt like bro hair a yeah. little bit you know like he definitely looks younger like very quickly they have him start kind of having more combed like professional looking hair yeah, even with the stupid vests and everything. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we find out that uh, are we going to recap lives, this whole thing? Uh, yeah, because we can kind of like, diverge from there to talk about. All right, let's let's, let's pick do. up the pace. I don't want to like go through every single scene. Well, I was just going to say. Then you find out that Emily uh, lives next door to Allison's old house. Yeah, and there's a uh, Kendra the Vampire Slayer with like with like a kind of big semi fro which i think is supposed to make her not look like she's in her late 30s yeah. um and she's still playing, playing high school students for 20 high school students for 20 years yeah yeah, yeah. uh yeah. And so then but this is this is the new girl in town maya saint germain who's just moved into alice it took house. me a while to figure out she's supposed to be a student i'll be honest watching this show is like <laughs> i thought i thought like when she first says she's moving in it's like oh yeah you must have bought the place it's like oh no your parents did yeah, these chicks have a full-on like lesbian meet cute. But her name is Maya Saint Germain. So wonderfully, so wonderfully ridiculous. it's like a porn star name. <laughs> well, and then she's like, the, she you know discovers that Emily's uh, a swimmer. And what's the line? Emily's just like, do you totally play? Body for it. Yeah. Well, and then it, she says that her Maya says her parents play the cello or something like that. And Emily's like, do you play? And she's like, yes, but not with the uh, cellos or whatever the line is. You know, <laughs> it's a pretty cheesy line. Yeah. Uh, and then Maya's just like, do you mind if I get high? And Emily's like, uh, okay. <laughs> Very interesting choices of what the girls do in this episode, especially that considering that it's an ABC family show. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like they... They make a lot of uh, like right turns um, with the ABC family, like conservative values later on. And then... well, I feel like, th- I mean, I, I think it'd be fair to say that at this point, nobody considers ABC family to be a family network. But Not um, anymore, no. Because I, it wasn't popular. It, well, and it kind of just seems like the, the show writers were just like, look, we may have gotten picked up by ABC family, but we're feeling no compunction to toe any lines there, you know? Yeah. yeah. Going to go well, out of our way to have they, all the characters do something immoral. I feel like they pay lip service to it for a very short time, and then it's gone. But um, so then we we're back at Spencer's place. We meet her sister, uh, who is delightful, Melissa. Melissa, played by Tori Devito. Uh, how would you describe Melissa? Uh, Melissa's just like Spencer, only older and better at everything, and exquisite. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and her incredibly douchey fiance. This oh, we're talking about. Wait, it's not possible for Ren to be douchey with that accent. It's not possible for him to be douchey. Not with that accent, no. If, if Ren had an American accent, if he just spoke like like Valley Girl uh, English, he would be the hugest tool on the entire show, and everyone would hate him. But he's got this British like Ponzi, not Ponzi, it's more like posh British accent, and so like he gets away with so much, like. He's a sleazy guy, and you just he's like let it slide. He's a guy. Yeah, yeah. He is. He is too poncy, even for the pilot. Um, and he smokes. I was going to bring this up later. We can just since you mentioned that. I'll um, originally, I, I don't know if they shot this or it was just in the script, but Spencer was supposed to share a cigarette with him, 
And of of all the things they couldn't get away with, I guess that was the one. Like, they can imply that, like, Maya's, like, smoking pot with uh, Emily, but apparently, like, they couldn't have uh, Spencer smoking a cigarette. Because nicotine is so terrible. Interesting. Interesting. Instead, she's just going to read To Kill a Mockingbird while he smokes. Yeah, and she basically, Spencer immediately sets out trying to seduce Ren. And Ren's pretty okay with that. Yeah, he's very okay with it. Because oh, you should also every, mention he's like a med student. Every every man in their 20s in Rosewood has a thing for high school girls. <laughs> it's just how it is. Yes. Uh, speaking of which, then we cut back to Ari and her teacher and the beginnings of an incredibly creepy love affair that will sweep the nation. Mm-hmm. Where he, she basically is like, so uh, anyway, can we still? And he's just like, no, <laughs> I'm your teacher. That front doesn't last very long because she's very, Arya is very emotionally manipulative. I mean, yeah. it can be excused in this particular instance because she's a minor and she doesn't, I mean, legally, she doesn't know what she's doing, but, um, yeah, she I knows what she's doing. Yeah, she knows what she's doing. Yeah. Um, the next thing is very interesting. Uh, Emily and Spencer run to each other. It's the first time they share a scene together. I find the scene fast and they're like a locker room only because Emily gets a paper note from this mysterious A character. Yeah, well, in this this episode, they get messages from A in a variety of ways, not just text. Um, But yeah, Emily just gets a paper note from A. Basically, like, when Emily walked Maya home, they kind of, like, awkwardly almost kissed, and it was kind of, like, maybe that was just, uh, like, maybe Maya's just, like, French or something, or maybe there was some intent there type of thing. Um, And so then Emily gets a note saying, like, hey, like, I'm not around for you to kiss anymore. So kind of implied that... uh, Emily used to be into Allison is what the, the note is implying there. Which is what you got from the uh, the line about the Beyonce music video in the mm-hmm. beginning. But I just think it's interesting because it's a handwritten note, seemingly of a, a young woman's handwriting. Mm-hmm. Um, then we cut to another scene of uh, Spencer and Ren. Um, they're in swimsuits. You know, Spencer's in a bikini. There's some sexual tension there. Finally, the Ren played field hockey. Yeah, yeah there's a massage. He played field hockey at no, Oxford. He, he, didn't at field Oxford. Play, he didn't play field hockey. He rode at Oxford. Whatever. Yeah. Why is he in Rosewood? <laughs> <laughs> Why is he in the small town of Pennsylvania? If he did undergrad at Oxford. He's a med student. He's in Rosewood for some reason. Yeah. Uh, that's how impressive Melissa is, apparently. Um, so he gives her, he gives her a little massage until he hears the Melissa coming. So he kind of takes off. Or sort yeah, of Spencer then, takes off, actually. Then they do that thing where like, they act like nothing has just happened at all. Well, and it's it's really like as though Spencer's trying to make it look, make it seem like they should be guilty, you know? Because mm-hmm. she's trying to seduce him. Because she's Spencer. She's awesome. Yeah. Um, then we get the first solo scene of Parents, which is Chad Lowe and uh, the chick from Charmed, whose name I totally forgot, who play Arya's parents. She played Phoebe Orange on Charmed, I believe. And we don't remember the actress's name, and we yeah. don't care. Holly Marie um, Crowns. There you go. Yeah. And uh, they're having some wine. Wine is the currency of all the parents in this town. And you know who else drinks wine? Ashley. Yeah, Ashley Marin, Hannah's mom. Uh, Played by Laura Lighton. You find out that they're somewhat recently divorced, and Hannah kind of feels as though she was just as divorced as uh, as her mother, Ashley, is. Which, there's like a weird dynamic with them where they kind of like, they're much more of a team than any other, like, parental relations you know like yeah like they she's a you know ashley's like a newly single mom and her daughter's a teenager but they're like ashley's a terrible mom in a lot of ways but then also sort of the best mom at the same time i think is how you can describe her well and quite frankly single children who are female something happens to them when the parents divorce and Mm -hmm. they grow up with the mom afterwards yeah there's a certain attitude towards men develops and you could definitely say that hannah has that um there's a scene there. So Ren and Melissa are moving into the barn that Spencer is renovating that was going to be her little apartment on her parents' property for her junior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And they're taking it over from her. Spencer's upset. Um, and possibly the seducing of Ren is like her payback against Melissa, which is her usual tactic. But I just want to say real quick that there's a scene where Spencer's in her bedroom and uh, she witnesses Ren and Melissa going into the barn. And Spencer's wearing this like very like sexy Hogwarts outfit. Well, and in that scene, she's she's witnessing them like make out on the stoop, and it's it's funny because this is like a seemingly a team show, uh, you know, with teen themes. And at this point, it's not like super uh, 
racy or anything, so maybe your mind isn't going there. But essentially what, what Spencer's doing is she's watching this guy go and her sister about to go fuck. You know, like, and yeah. you, it's like, that's basically what she's thinking about there is like, I'm into this guy and he kind of gave me a massage, but now he's going to go fuck my sister. And I'm like watching them about to go in and do that, you know? Well, and, she's then, and like then she gets, Hermione. yeah, while she's dressed like, uh, like she goes to Hogwarts and then she gets, uh, is that, that's when she gets the email from a, right. right. Which cues a flashback to a time when her and Allison and Hannah were hanging out. And this is at least a year earlier when, uh, her or Melissa showed up with her boyfriend at the time, Ian. Mm-hmm. And basically, Allison's like, so you're going to tell your sister? And it gets super awkward. And Melissa's like, tell me what? And Spencer's like, never mind. Then she drags Allison outside. And it's like, like, you shut up, you know, like, and Allison basically is basically trying to, like, blackmail Spencer. There's some sort of secret involving Ian. Uh and like presumably because spencer's into him and it's like if, if spencer doesn't tell her sister allison's gonna tell on her i think they full-on say in the pilot that spencer and ian kissed mm-hmm. uh, again it's another character who's who's gonna be recast in subsequent episodes um we also get our first mention of the jenna thing here spencer says <laughs> if you tell if you tell about me and ian i'll tell about the jenna thing uh what i love about that's this, this whole scene is that at the start of it Hannah, this is back when she was, you know, overweight Hannah. She, like, is about to eat a cookie, and then uh, Allison basically, like, mean girls mean girls her and, and not eating it, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then later, like, they're out. Spencer and Allison are arguing outside, and, and Hannah's just in the window watching them eating the cookie. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's really interesting framing. Like, they didn't have to include uh, Hannah in that shot, like, framed through the window. Because it's not like she's in focus. She's just, like, in the background blurry. But When you, when you rewatch this, this show, like, it's very interesting. Like, you, you don't pick up on it when you first watch it because it's just, like, a clumsy ABC family pilot. But, like, secretly, like, the writers of the show are very good. The way mm-hmm. they set up the Jenna thing, like, the framing of that and to when it pays off, like, later in this pilot. And just like that, like the direction, like they didn't have to include Hannah eating the cookie, but that's such like a classic moment. The show is actually very clever. It's like and, sneaky and good. It's, yeah. it's, they're doing a lot more, even like photographically than you're really thinking about. A lot of the shots are like through windows or like there'll be a lot of scenes where it's like the camera's kind of like, it's almost as though the camera's leaning around a corner watching mm-hmm. from down a hallway and then Which the camera will kind of nicely. Yeah, yeah, the camera will kind of drift away. Like all, a lot of the shots feel vaguely voyeuristic, and it's never. Sometimes it's like somebody is supposed to be watching, and you're supposed to get that vibe. And sometimes it's ambiguous. You know, we you have to watch this show kind of wondering like, do you have a like a like a writers' room full of very clever writers who unfortunately have to work with this kind of subject matter and and, and format, or is it like a lot of clever writers who are both doing something very interesting, but at the same time having to like do it in the language that will appeal to mm-hmm. today's like teenage audience, you know, um, it's not, the show's not written if like that, uh, Kevin Williamson eye for dialogue, like, you know, like, like Dawson's Creek from back in the day, but mm-hmm. like plotting and framing wise, there's something very like smart happening. in A lot of these episodes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you definitely get the feeling that the, the creators of the show, the writers and, and directors and whatnot, they're good at their jobs. And it so happens that their job is to, like, make a, a teen show about, like, cyberbullying and, like, a murder mystery. But, like, they just, they take it in such a, a weird and interesting direction, as, as we'll see as the show goes on. Um, but yeah. I, I, I think it'd be wrong. You know, it's easy to dismiss this show as, like, it's it's called Pretty Little Liars. It's on ABC Family. Like, you know, must be dumb, must be some dumb teenage so, but it's it's really not. Like it it defies a lot of the expectations of what you typically see on a show like this. And, and it, it, just, and it is always weird whenever they like do like a thing like for the teens, you know, like when they'll have like a, a guest appearance by some some tween star or something. Like it always feels super jarring. Like Adam Lambert? Yeah. Yeah. Later on Adam Lambert shows up and it's like do your fans actually want this? Like I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's very strange to see like your Chad Lowe's and your Holly Marie Combs, and your Laura Lightens on the show. Cause you have to realize at some point, like 15 years from now, like Lucy Hale will play yes. somebody's mom <laughs> on a over for Exactly. Um, yeah. And we're going to talk about little things like technology to a certain degree, because in the pilot, Hannah has a palm tree. 
Oh, the technology on the show is hilarious. Um, yeah. Especially the show, uh, it, it takes place in 2010. It starts out summer 2000 or like just for school, 2010. It was shot, I believe, like earlier in the year, essentially, like mm-hmm. early 2010. So at that point, the like you're on like the iPhone 3GS. So the iPhone is big, but not as like it really exploded when the iPhone 4 came out. And there is uh, this was before Android took off as well. So that you see some weird phones on the show. Yeah. Um, definitely, you know, you see Blackberries Whoa. and Prees and like Kins and stuff like that. Yeah, there's definitely some some uh, uh, endorsement deals that are happening mm. very slightly here. But also, you see that that kind of thing on TV, where, like it's like the fake format for stuff, like the the fake operating system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, well, Spencer, like the email. That Spencer well, a lot of them have a, flip phones. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, like the email that Spencer gets from A, it looks like it was delivered in a Microsoft Word file. I mean, it's like it well, what's, look like what's funny is that like uh, at a very modern email program now, that's how it would look. Mm. Um, you know, like on, on my, my mail program, I can make it look that way. Like just basically like as though somebody just typed in text and no user interface elements at all, you know? Nice. Um, but yeah, a lot of them still have flip phones at this point. Um, I'm trying to think of any of them. Yeah. The pre, I guess would be like the fanciest phone we've seen so far. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then, uh, detective Wilden shows up. He's the local douchey detective in Rosewood. He's already to- arrest Hannah. Yeah, ready to arrest Hannah for shoplifting because they got a got a call from the mall. And I, I I feel like you you know he's creepy later on in this episode, but you instantly know he's a creep because he insists on putting the bracelets on Hannah, which is totally mm-hmm. not necessary. You know, yeah. like he could have just said, "Let's come down to the station." Yeah, yeah. And Hannah gets a text from A as she's about to eat some candy, which yeah. is just like such a. Uh, it's such a minor detail, but it, it's so fitting for this character. But well, uh, well, there's that creepy scene where Hannah's at the police station. Her mom's in there talking to creepy detective Wilden, and then like Wilden like looks over and shuts the door. Yeah, and like Hannah just like like Ashley Benson does a great job of just looking kind of like awful and skeezed out and guilty. You know, this is this is Ashley Benson's move. Mm-hmm. This yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but it, it really like it, it fits her character because her character is often put in this place where she's kind of supposed to feel like shame and guilt, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so eventually they can go because the cops are all busy with some other thing, which turns out to be they're all over at uh, Allison's old house because they found her body. But first, you're, you're pretty clear that Laura Layton's going to have to fuck her way out of well, she she and, gives her daughter a little speech at the car about how she's going to take care of it and how like uh you can't screw up like this in rosewood two points i want to make real quick that let you embellish on later is the uh both uh, uh hannah's mom and emily's mom make speeches in this episode about about rosewood the value of your name and your reputation in this town mm-hmm. secondly only spencer and aria have flashbacks in this episode that involve allison yeah um so yeah allison's body has been found at her old house well it's funny because they see all the cops and like emily i think is the first one to kind of notice and she runs up and maya's there like on the porch crying and maya's like oh i'm sorry they found your friend and emily's like allison she's alive i knew it maya's like uh no they found her body you know like the show has it's uh undeniably cruel in the yeah. way that it, it does seem to its characters. It, it's dangled out this idea in front of them for half the episode that Allison's still alive and just messing with them. And they're like, oh, no, she's actually dead. Yeah. The and way they do it, though, is just it's I, it's brilliant. And this this particular scene is so fascinating as the four girls come together to to watch. Well, first, it's just police. two girls that come together. It's it's but the see, way that four of them eventually come together at this scene, this police like crime scene, this, this building at uh, Allison's old house. Yeah. But at first, it's it's just Emily's there and she's freaked out. And then Arya's driving. She gets out of her car. To, and then she looks behind her and there, like under a streetlight, like 100 feet away, is Spencer watching from afar. Very, and, very suspicious, but interesting. And Arya walks over there and she's just like, I heard the cops picked up uh, Hannah. Do you think that? Do you think she told her? And then, uh, and then Hannah shows up right next to him, and she's like, "About the Jenna thing? No, the Jenna thing, mysterious Jenna thing." The second, the second mention of the Jenna thing. Mm-hmm. Um. So then we cut back to the fascinating scene where uh, 
Later that night, Hannah's eating ice cream and watching the news report about Allison's <laughs> body being found. She hears a noise. She like clutches her blanket and her ice cream harder. And there's Laura Lighton in uh, Wilden. Yeah, her mom in Wilden. And Wilden's basically like uh, taking her mom upstairs for for some uh, like I don't know what that'd be like sexual favors, you know? Um, yeah, it's like blackmail sex almost in a way. It's like this is how her mom's going to deal with Hannah's shoplifting uh, <laughs> arrest. Yeah, yeah. And there's but, the, the the awful moment when uh, when Ashley looks back, and, you know, when Hannah's mom she, looks she back. She looks back at Hannah as she's taking the guy upstairs. Mm-hmm. You could write whole and then and then book. Hannah just she she does her move again where she looks like ashamed and awful and you know and like she has to poop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we cut to the funeral for Allison. Where all the girls are wearing slightly inappropriate black dresses. There's a couple of funerals over the course of this show. <laughs> spoiler. And uh, these chicks have fascinating fashion sense when it comes to funeral wear. Yeah. Funeral tour. I feel like that got to be a thing with the uh, like the costume director after a while. To, yeah. Like, see how, how trashy she can make their funeral tour. Yeah. Um, and again, it's interesting because it's a pilot. So you have you have background actors playing the parents that will all be recast in subsequent episodes. But... Uh, even though he's just her brand new teacher at high school, Ezra shows up at the funeral and runs into Arya. And they uh, have a whole thing where she he apologizes to her for being a jerk, and then they she kisses him on the cheek, and then he turns around and gives her a real kiss. And so it's like, yeah, that's not over yet. Um, yeah, yeah. It's creepy. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's creepy, yeah. The funeral itself, uh, of course, all the girls sit up front. Um just want to point out that when Arya's looking for where to sit, it's Hannah who reaches out and grabs her hand and has her sit, sit next to her. And I want to point out that Hannah brings a flask to Allison's funeral. Yeah, these, um, these, this show's based on a series of books loosely. Um, apparently in the books, the Hannah character is just awful and like a raging bulimic, bulimic alcoholic. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she passes the flask to to Emily. She's like, "It's okay today." Yeah, yeah. Um, um, they they, they figure out yeah. yeah, they figure out that they've all been getting email messages from A, and that's kind of creepy. And then Jenna thing and shows up. The Jenna thing shows up, and yeah. Jenna is a Jenna is creepy on the level of like that little <laughs> Japanese girl from The Ring. She's got like long dark hair and big ass sunglasses. Not because she's trying to be fashionable, but because she's blind. Yeah. And that's that's Jenna of the Jenna thing. You still don't know exactly what went on there. And I like how uh, Allison, their their dead friend Allison's mom, sits down. She's like, I didn't realize that Allison is friends with Jenna. And Spencer, of course, has to butt in and say she wasn't. <laughs> Spencer, who's sitting like three people away from the mom, it yeah. like, leans over. She's like, she wasn't. Yeah. Because that's what the kind of person Spencer is. She's not yeah, going to let that slide. Is, so she's the kind of person that doesn't like let a uh, a, a misspeak like go by. She has to correct people, even at the cost mm-hmm. of awkwardness. Yeah. But uh, so then the girls walk out of the funeral when it's over. Ari and Hannah walk out together, followed by Spencer arm and, and Emily arm. walking together. Yeah. Ari and Ham and Hannah arm and arm walk out, followed by Spencer and Emily arm and arm. Yeah. And they run into creepy detective Wilden. And it's it's a there's a great shot that Hannah has where it, she's not even like kind of the subject of the shot, but she's she's doing that skeezed out look again when Hannah <laughs> when Wilden comes up to talk to them, like she just feels like like totally disgusted by this guy, mm-hmm. and he's just like they're like we talked to you before when Allison went missing, and he's like well it's a murder now, so you're gonna talk to me again, I'm gonna find out who's lying, and, or you know he does this like tough guy speech and walks off and. It's interesting because Wilden's apparently not the detective who handles missing persons cases, but he does handle both shoplifting and homicides. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he's a murder police. He does some shoplifting. Although, I mean, you could you could even imply that maybe he he's such a skeezy asshole that he just wanted to come try to uh, get some leverage on Ashley, Hannah's mom. But he's, he's like, by the way, Hannah, your mom says hi. <laughs> yeah. They don't want to smell my finger. Yeah, Arya wears incredibly goffy stockings at this funeral. And we're going to talk very vaguely about the fashion of this show because it ca- at times it's absolutely ridiculous and we're heterosexual men. Mm-hmm. But um, so there at the very end, all four girls at the exact same moment get texts from A at the funeral. or outside I got to say, that's one of my favorite ongoing things. I, I always get a thrill whenever they all get a text at the same time. Because yeah. it, it always manages to, it's either like really funny, like it happens at a funny moment. Or it happens at a super creepy moment where it's like, 
it's just like there to confirm your worst fear type of a thing, you know? Yeah. 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 They all, they all get the text that says, I'm still here, bitches. And I know everything. A. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it shows that a, this mysterious a is seemingly omniscient can do anything. Mm hmm. All right. So that's what happened in the episode. We probably won't recap the future ones, but that no. kind of gives you an idea of how the show operates. It's actually, it's a pretty intricate p pilot. Like there's a lot yeah. of scenes in it. You know, it's an hour long show. So about 40, 44 minutes of actual content. Um, the stuff so. that they managed to cover though, and like the way they get the, the handle, the relationships. They get most of it set months. up. It's pretty good. The yeah. next episode, Jonathan kind of ties up a lot of the other stuff. Like, I really like, if you're going to watch this show, you you should probably watch the first two episodes to get a feel for it before you, like, decide whether or not you want to watch the rest. Uh, right. You should watch it anyway. I mean, you, you certainly should. But if you mm -hmm. if you were going to say, I just, well, I'll watch the pilot, you should watch the first two because that kind of gives you all the the extra stuff that the pilot couldn't get to. Well, I certainly hope that if you watch just the pilot, somebody tells you the title of the second episode. Yeah. Because you've got to be curious about what the Jenna thing is. So, overall, um, I have some thoughts. I, I yes. found it interesting that all four of the liars are shown doing something essentially immoral. Um, Arya not only like makes out with her teacher, but then pursues it after she knows what's happening, you know? All right. Uh, Emily smokes pot with Maya. Mm -hmm. Hannah's a shoplifter. Spencer is obviously trying to seduce her sister's fiance, her older fiance. Uh, mm -hmm. And also, of course, she smoked a cigarette and what they cut out of the episode. So right away, it's like the show is trying to make sure that you're like these. These aren't just like the lily white, like good girls. You know, it's like they are all actually kind of like they're not bad people. They're just like kind of. Uh, more realistic, I guess you would say. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And in a show like this, they're actually realistic girls. Yeah, you can believe it. It's not just like for perfect girls and their their fun adventures. Like they all kind of have like dark sides to them. Yes, they do. They sure uh, should do. What did you think about the music in this pilot? I felt like it was too noticeable and like too much. Yeah, and it's these kind of. Somehow, at the same time, it managed to be both like dated and like, incredibly generic, like little songs that end it, up in a pilot. You almost just kind of feel like the like the studio notes on that, saying like we need more music to make it seem more, you know, yeah. like more energetic. Yeah, there's a couple like that just like it like just stand out. Like, like there's this one song that keeps playing over Arya's scenes towards the beginning of the episode where it's just like all right like it's enough of that song you know <laughs> yeah it's like we get it we get it yeah um just then that bizarre mention of the beyonce have you downloaded the new beyonce <laughs> on b26 yeah and b26 um yeah at which at which point uh ezra mentions to Ari that she's got great taste in music she likes b26 <laughs> it's just like you're smart you like to travel your writer and it's like you just met her you don't know she's smart yeah well i mean kudos to him he doesn't talk about her looks he doesn't tell her that she's pretty yeah that's that's not the way to get to Arya's heart or seemingly this he guy this guy his like his his game is perfectly tuned to somebody like Arya. Yeah. he's just like what's that you're complimenting me on my uh my taste and in things and that i'm smart mm -hmm. let's go to the bathroom and make it out mm-hmm and Arya, she's not like a slut. She's not going to make out at the bar in the empty bar at this guy. <laughs> They're going to go to the bathroom. And yeah, yeah. At which point she's going to sit up on the counter because she's short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's really short. <laughs> yeah, Arya's heels, I think, is particularly funny too. That's the other thing too I want to point out, and this is this is a good segue for you. Arya and Hannah are short. Spencer, Spencer and Emily, and Emily are very are tall. tall and skinny. Yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. A couple more things. Okay. I I do think it's funny that like it's a show starring four you know very pretty actresses. Um, they're not really that objectified by the camera for the most part. No. Like even even the scene where Spencer's wearing a bikini and Ren is there, the camera's more kind of interested in Ren. Uh, like the the liars are mostly just objectified for their clothing and fashion. You know. Yeah, yeah. And and Ren has a pretty forgettable physique for the quote-unquote cute guy with an accent in this episode. Well, Toby hasn't been introduced yet. Toby and his abs, so. 
Yeah, and the men will get more objectified over the course of the show. And they don't really linger on like Ren's torso because there's not a whole lot to linger <laughs> on there. But he's also he's also British. So But they also made a point to put that guy in a swimsuit, you know. Yeah, true, true. Well at the same time though, Spencer isn't a bikini. Yeah, but I I I just watching the way they frame it, it's it really does feel different from the uh, the typical kind of show that would just like, you know, climb up a person's body type of <laughs> right, you right, know. Right. There's not like uh, uh, the, the there isn't as much of a hand down Spencer's torso and her oblique. It doesn't feel as much like you're seeing the male gaze. I guess is what you'd say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. I I thought it's interesting, an interesting choice, maybe brave, um, to make the kind of the central victim of this is pretty unlikable. Like she's kind of a heinous bitch. Um, I mean, you could say she's likable in how like awful she is. Um, but like, she's just mean and cruel and, yeah. you know, like, like she's not a very good friend at all, which is, well, is no, funny because that's, that's part of the course of these type of things though, is what you're doing is you're opening up the fact that there's, there, there could be, everyone's a suspect. Everyone yeah. But I mean, like, think like, her. uh, like Rosie Larson on the killing, like she seemed like a pretty nice girl, you know? Well, the killing was a very flawed version yeah. of all this stuff. Like in uh, 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 Laura Palmer in Twin Peaks, like as you got into her more, you found out that a lot more people had a motive for wanting to kill her mm-hmm. than, than you originally considered. She wasn't the all-around good girl. And they don't even pretend that like uh, Alison De Laurentiis was like the beloved you know, prom queen or whatever in the show. Mm. Well, it's funny that the, the camera lingers on the picture of her in front of her coffin at the end. And it's like, you're really not supposed to, I don't think, to get this feeling of like, oh, what a tragic loss. You know, it's like. No. You're supposed to get the feeling that this chick is like, she's omniscient in some way. She's mm-hmm. dead, but she still lingers around. Yeah. yeah she's everywhere and nowhere. Exactly. Um, all right. We talk about Rosewood, then we can get to my theory. Um, okay. Rosewood is serious business, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Two different speeches town, yeah. about how, like, you don't do that in Rosewood. Um, yeah. which I think maybe partially it's more of an East Coast thing. Like, we're both native Californians, so, uh, nobody cares who we are out here, but I have kind of just, I've gotten this impression from talking to people from the East Coast and from reading books that take place on the East Coast that, well, it's probably not as preposterous as it is in this episode. There is a little more of that vibe of, like, kind of like your place in the community and whatnot. Um, yeah, establishment. Like, yeah, like it, it's people know each other. They've known each other a long time, type of thing. You know, like you, you know your neighbor. Like you know, out here nobody knows anybody. I don't know my neighbors, um, but I do get the feeling that like on a at a small East Coast kind of exurb, you know, outside of Philadelphia, I guess it's not totally far fetched that like there'd kind of be like town gossip and stuff like that. You know. Well, in every small town, there's gossip where, where people could potentially know each other. I mean, Arya makes a mention at one point. It's like, you know, cheap television speak. I'm supposed to linger on this, but Arya says to to Spencer, I heard Hannah got arrested tonight. Yeah, like, yeah. What is the grapevine here? Like, who would know that? Well, but, you know you know why she already knows that? It's because right, she's A. Yeah. So that, our, that is my theory on, on the malevolent A. I'll, I'll give you my whole pitch here. Um I had this idea when I first watched the show, and I, I refuse to uh, detour from it no matter what happens. Um, <laughs> whether or not this is actually true, I would argue that it's a very fun way to watch the show. And it kind of it gives a lot of uh, minor interactions seeming like deeper meaning. Um, mm. So my, my basic theory is this. Spencer is a killer. Uh, and that was my theory from the moment I watched the show because she was the one who wasn't there when they woke up and she walks back in and says that Allison's missing. So right away I was like, well, she did it. So Spencer is a killer and Arya is a, um, and, and how do you rationalize that? You, you do it by saying that they're both essentially insane. Um, and the part of their insanity is that Emily and Hannah are not actually real people. Emily is Spencer's kind of like imagined self like imaginary friend alter ego and hannah is Arya's, which is why there are so many strange similarities between the characters it's why they kind of like partner up with each other so often like Arya hangs out with hannah a lot emily hangs out with spencer uh, and even just in this pilot episode there's a ton of good examples of that um 
you know, the, there's their, a bit at the, there's a bit at the funeral. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bits at the funeral where they walk out with their, their others together. Uh, there's a mention that Ashley's mom or not. I'm sorry. Uh, Hannah's mom, Ashley ran into uh, Aria's mom, Ella, like, mm-hmm. like their, their mom, like, I think it's Ashley's the one talking about how she ran into the, to Aria's mom. That makes sense. Cause they're essentially the same person, you know, <laughs> uh, both Spencer and Emily seem to live next door to Allison's old house, which yeah. makes sense because they're the same person. Um, interestingly enough, when Arya's back in town, the first person she talks to is Emily. Kind of like, it's almost as though she's kind of like, she's not ready to talk to Spencer yet, so she's talked to Spencer's other. And right. then vice versa, the first person that Spencer talks to is Hannah, which yeah. is Arya's other. Yeah. So it's something to keep in mind as you watch the show that there's a a strange symbiotic relationship between Hannah and and Arya and between Emily and Spencer because Emily and, and Spencer are the same same person and so are Arya and Hannah. And and honestly, very rarely will we talk about like the show where we ever we are talking about in the podcast and where it is you know currently and what's aired. But four seasons in, this theory holds up strongly. <laughs> That would be mind blowing if they actually went that way. But to me, I, I think it makes it a very fun way to watch a show because just watching what two characters are interacting, you know, if it's two people in a scene, in a way is kind of it's it's its own kind of character moment if you're thinking about that, you know. Yeah, and it, I mean, it, like Arya and Spencer this. don't talk to each other in this episode till they find a uh, right right after they find Allison's body. That that's the first time they talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And of course, Arya seemingly knows that Hannah got busted by the cops. How did she know that? Because she's well, number one, because she's a uh, yeah. a for Arya. Uh, number two, because Hannah's not real, and Arya's yeah. making it all up in her head. Yeah, yeah. But then it's in like the parts of their personalities that filter back in there. Because Spencer and Arya talk, then Hannah filters into there, and then mm-hmm. and then Emily filters into there, and then the two of them are unified as four at the funeral. Just, just think of Emily and Hannah as these sort of insane Tyler Durden esque uh, kind of apparitions, you know. And you, yeah, and you will seriously enjoy the show even more than its already enjoyable format. Sometimes Arya's Arya. Sometimes she's talking to Hannah. Sometimes she's Hannah. You know. Mm. But that's my theory, and and they're both, of course, profoundly insane. And I, I think you'll you'll begin to discover that. Both Spencer and Arya are completely out of their minds. It's like we've just given you a gift. Mm-hmm. So that that's how you need to watch a show. No matter what happens, just assume that Arya's A, and then work backwards from there, and that Spencer is the killer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that Hannah and Emily are not real. <laughs> and Hannah, like her life is just absolutely melodramatic and bizarre like it would make much more sense if she was a fictional character dreamed up by somebody well i mean both aria and hannah they have like kind of like marital problems with their their parents Mm -hmm. you know like the both their parents you know the dad's cheating on the mom for aria and the dad already cheated and left with hannah you know spencer and and emily are both athletic they both have the more traditional moms although we didn't meet uh spencer's mom in this episode Oh, I wanted to point out, there's kind of a weird bit in the when it's uh, Arya's parents hanging out, drinking wine together. Mm-hmm. Wine also being something that Hannah's mom loves. Um, where they pull out this weird puppet. It's like Arya's favorite puppet as a child. Yes, all, all, puppet. Arya always t- used to take this puppet everywhere. I feel like that strongly goes into my Arya's A theory. Like I, I, I mean, I think the way you explain it is that Arya's insane. She has like dissociative disorder. Where like sometimes she's Arya, sometimes she's A, sometimes she's Hannah type of thing. Um, that would explain why it took her like forty five minutes to get to the bar after she dropped her lax bro off. Is because right, right, right. she was busy well, being even, A for a while. Even in Fight Club, like uh, uh, the Ed Norton character doesn't realize why it's taken him so long to get to certain places because mm-hmm. you know his other self has been busy. But yeah, the yeah. idea of Arya having a puppet that she'd take everywhere that. That to me seems like the kind of thing a crazy person with dissociative disorder would do. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you've seen it in enough fiction. Like, go watch like *Dress to Kill* or, or any of the other type of movies that deal with dissociative personality disorders, and uh, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> just include just include that she's a high school girl who's having a relationship with her English teacher. Mm-hmm. And it becomes so much more juicy and fun. So there we go. Uh, anything left you want to add? Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing more about the Jenna thing. So that'll be the next one we do. Episode 2 of our show will be episode 2 of PLL, entitled Jenna Thing. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Alright, bye-bye. Bye.